Welcome back to the Teacher Renewed Podcast, a podcast about renewing hope and happiness for educators with topics ranging from health and well-being to best practices in and outside the classroom, being a parent and an educator, justice, and so much more. I was one of the many teachers who left the classroom due to burnout. I thought I would be a teacher for life and found myself walking away from a career I loved. I want to get in front of this and talk candidly about ways in which we as a community can support the health, well-being, and development of educators, especially teachers who are feeling the burn and are questioning if they made the right career choice. Trust me, you did. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I cannot even tell you how excited I am for this. As stated in my introduction, my name is Kelly Pomus. This is the Teacher Renewed podcast. And I figured it would probably be beneficial to start this podcast with a little introduction of me, who I am, and why this podcast. And you can hear it on the trailer and a little bit in the intro, but there is a story that I have to tell that I think is important and really will help inform and enlighten those of you uh, who are listening as to why this podcast is so important to me and what I want to share and why I want to share it. And also know that I'm not going to spend a lot of time telling my story because I want this podcast to be your stories, your meeting the needs that you have, really being able to share the stories of other people who have been through the the rigmarole of education. And so there's aspects of this that will share my stories, but a lot of these these episodes will be other people sharing their stories and how to overcome X or Y or Z or how to implement this or that into your classroom. So I know that was really general, but the whole point here is that we are going to listen and learn together and have fun. And so with that, again, I want you to know the journey that I have been on and that has gotten me here. And I will start very briefly with when I decided I wanted to become a teacher. And that was when I was eight years old. I can't recall what it was that set me off to thinking like, I'm going to be a teacher, but something did. And I can't even say it was my third grade teacher because it was one of the worst years. Bottom line, eight years old. And that dream kind of came and went. I won't lie. In fourth grade, I saw the movie Punchline with Tom Hanks and Sally Field, thought I wanted to be a comedian. Um, There were times where I would see movies with lawyers, thought I wanted to be a lawyer, saw Top Gun, wanted to be a pilot. Um, I'm sure that I saw Mannequin and wanted to be a store window dresser. There's so many things I wanted to do. Ultimately, though, deep down, the one thing that I wanted to do more than anything was become a teacher. And so in my senior year, I decided to apply to college. However, my college did not have a teaching program. The college I decided on that is, uh, that's okay. It had human development, family studies, and there were opportunities to become certified in different ways. And so while I was learning to be a teacher through internships and uh just other opportunities. I was also being able to study very deeply the the development of human beings and the impact of families. And so that was kind of my course of study. And when I graduated in 2002, I actually got a job teaching. And this job would take me from Colorado. You should know that essentially most of my life, I grew up in Colorado Springs, Colorado. 
I've actually wound back out, um, but I was, I was leaving Fort Collins. I went to Colorado State University. I'm a proud Ram, left Colorado State University in 2002 and decided to travel across the country and teach in a small town called Nashville, North Carolina. So anyone of you who are teaching North Carolina know the east side of Interstate 95 in uh, North Carolina. That's where I taught, Nashville, North Carolina. And I lived in a little place called Rocky Mount, North Carolina. And in that first year, I actually was a middle school special education teacher. It was incredibly hard. Most first year teacher teaching or first years of teaching for teachers is incredibly hard. And that year I can't even begin. So I moved a couple thousand miles away from my family. I'm in this new community and I'm teaching students with special needs. And just to take that a level and or a layer deeper, I actually was a self-contained teacher with students who had behavioral and emotional disabilities and they were sixth and seventh graders and so my world was rocked and i'm actually going to dig more into some of those stories throughout this podcast but for now i'm going to keep this high level so you know again what my journey has been and what's led me to this podcast but in that year it was very challenging my next year I actually continued to be a special education teacher in a middle school and um, taught both inclusion where I would go into a general education classroom and support students with special needs in a kind of a parallel sort of setting and also had a resource class for reading and math. So my, my time in my first two years ran the gamut of special education essentially and in that first year of teaching, I actually met a fellow teacher. I fell in love. We dated in our second year. And toward the end of the second year, he was offered a job to go and essentially coach teachers in Charlotte, North Carolina. So in that time, I was like, okay, well, should we do this together? Should I stay? Should I go teach elsewhere? And I decided to follow my now husband So this was 2004 to Charlotte, North Carolina, where, like I said, he coached teachers and I found a teaching job. What I thought too was my dream job because it was in an elementary school. But let me explain this elementary school a little bit. This elementary school was a charter school, a public charter school, as all are. And it was an arts integrated, low income. So the primary students that we served were students who received free or or reduced lunch, emergent curriculum where students could decide what they wanted to learn um, with a Montessori aspect. So there was very little direct instruction, more exploratory learning in addition to integrated classrooms, which meant that you were teaching anywhere between two and three grade levels. So while I taught there, I was expected to do some form of arts integration, emergent curriculum where that arts integration was combined with what students wanted to learn in addition to uh, teaching combined classes of fourth and fifth grade. And also because it was a public school, our students had to take tests. So it was fascinating. I worked with some of the best people I could. One of my best friends to this day, 
She is my soul sister. Um, she is now a principal in Charlotte. I also, one of my mentors who you will hear on this podcast, I can't wait for you to hear all about Anissa Miller, but I met some amazing people, extraordinary families and worked my tail off. It was so hard, but I think by teaching in the special education setting for two years and then coming and teaching um, in a middle school or excuse me, an elementary school with all of these different modalities that we were expected to teach really taught me a lot about instruction and students. And uh, it was it was powerful in that fifth year of teaching actually kind of toward the end of my fourth year of teaching, I was approached by a friend who was going to be starting a, a middle school. And it happened to be that he was going to be starting it in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he approached me and said, Hey, I know you love your job. I know you love your school. I know you love what you're teaching. And I am interested in you coming and being the founding math teacher for this school that I'm opening. And I mean, how can you say no to being a founding teacher with one of your best friends? And so I couldn't. Um, and for that year, you know, he traveled from where he lived, slept on mine and my now husband's couch for a year. And we built the school essentially from our living room. And I taught in my, my tiny little arts integrated charter school. And on the weekends, I went and taught at kind of this model school so that we could be ready to open a school. And in the summer of 2007, we were ready to open, essentially. Um, and that is where I ended up teaching for a couple years uh, math to fifth graders. And so... 10 minutes sums up the, the teaching journey in essence. Again, so many stories that I could tell, but they were seven years of my most informative um, life experiences because I was teaching in different contexts and different students. And, you know, one was a traditional public school, two were different types of charter schools. Um, similar populations. I, I should say that, again, all of the, the schools that I taught in happened to be in marginalized communities or indoor serve rather marginalized communities primarily. And I will add, I am a white woman from Colorado. So my eyes were open to many things. And, you know, I learned a lot. I also learned, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about how to interact with difference, to really understand my journey in, in anti-racist practices. And I also learned deeply about sustainability. In those seven years, I worked my tail off. Um, in fact, I had two other jobs my first two years of teaching. I wanted to work out. I went to a place, this is my very first year, like within the first couple of weeks. And so I'm backtracking a little bit, but you should know that, um, I went to a place, wanted to work out there. It was a all women's workout facility. I'm like, this is going to be good. I need to have some more women in my life and met extraordinary women, but also realized that they were hiring for aerobics instructors. 
And I happened to be a certified aerobics instructor because that's what I did in college. And so it's like, hey, are you hiring? How about I get paid to work out? I auditioned, got a job, was able to build my classes and loved that. It did require that I set boundaries at school, but that was great. And then in December, I was like, I need more money. Yeah, the story of our lives, right? Educators and teachers. I was making, what, $24,000 a year. And after taxes, I was bringing home $1,400. And so I was working at um, a Sylvan Learning Center, which was great too, because what I was able to do was take a lot of the strategies that I was implementing at Sylvan and put them and apply them to my classroom. So not only was I getting paid to work out, but I was also getting paid to learn how to teach. So that was great. Also exhausting. And, you know, and then I, I definitely don't think I had other jobs until my fourth year of teaching when I decided to take a summer and coach teachers for a summer training program. Um, but bottom line was it was a lot of of informing of who I am. And in those first couple of years, I was able to sustain in that. But in my seventh year, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was approaching 30, getting older. I don't know. But I started getting sick. And I should mention that I would do anything for my students and my team. And my team was a little rocky that year. Um, we had one teacher out on maternity leave. We had another um, teacher, unfortunately, leave um, due to circumstances that that warranted her leaving and a principal and or a school that was building on another grade level because the first year we had fifth grade and now we had an initial sixth grade, which took our principal away from this one solo grade level, but he also wanted to teach. And so as much as he wanted to um, teach a class, he relied on me, the team lead, to be there when he couldn't. So now we are down a teacher. I am teaching math. I am teaching reading. I am leading my team or planning things for our, our students. I was picking up a student um, usually between 6.15 and 6.30 so we could be at the school by 6.45 because otherwise she couldn't come to our school. And I was exhausted um, to the point that I didn't have a planning period and our school day was extended. It went from essentially 7.15 to 5 p.m. And then we would have some after school. And I, I loved tutoring, so I'd keep students there. And in my planning period ended up being about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And that I would get home, crash, sleep from 8 until 3, get up at 3, do my work, and start all over again. And it was about March when I started getting sick. I had a fever almost nightly. I had weird congestion. Um, I had a perpetual cough. I would break out in rashes, TMI, but bottom line was I, my body was just malfunctioning and I couldn't quite figure out what's going on. I'd go to the doctor, they couldn't figure it out. You know, they're like, it's just virus, it's just a virus. And so either I had this, this virus cycling through my body or something else was wrong. And I remember one story and like, this is no knock on my principal because my principal was fundraising. He was managing teams. He was managing a school, trying to be the barrier between us and any other obstacles that would get in our way. He was trying to teach. Um, and 
you know, unfortunately there was one day where I was like, I got to go to the doctor. Like, I can't take this. This was somewhere in the end of April, beginning of May. And I'm at the doctor's office and um, they're laying on the little table and they're like, your fever, we're going to keep you until your fever goes down. Cause at that point, my fever was something like a hundred, 101. And it progressively was getting higher. And they're like, okay, we're going to give you ibuprofen. We're going to keep you here. And if we can't get it down, we're going to take you to the hospital. I am laying on this table and I get a text from my principal's like, Hey, when are you coming back? We need you here. And I'm like, Oh man, I don't think I can keep doing this. I want to, but I can't. And that isn't even the worst of it. So you know, they got my temperature down. They're like, you need to take a day off. I ended up taking my first day off and I don't know how long. This is like April, May. And um, they're like, we would encourage you to take multiple days off. And in my heart of hearts, I couldn't because it's just not the culture of our school. And I know what so many of you are thinking like, oh my God, that's the problem with the system. And I ended up um, taking the day off. And I think it happened to be a Friday because I had a few more days in front of that and then was able to come back to school. And our school year ended um, a few weeks after. And we ended up going on this fifth grade field trip to Washington, D.C., which is our annual field trip. And as a grade team lead, I had a lot of control over the field trip. And I should add, um, my now husband was also on this fifth grade founding team. Um, and so we taught fifth grade together for two years. And this was in the midst of our um, relationship, which is was now at about six years. Um, so we're on this trip, um, you know, taking care of our sweet fifth grade babies with two other amazing educators, but who had never been on this trip before. So it was Aaron, who's my husband, myself, and these two other relatively new uh, staff members on this trip with us. And, you know, to get through, so we're visiting these different sites to get through the United States Capitol, which was one of our scheduled tours, um, faster and more seamlessly. I was like, look, you all go in. I used to actually give tours of the Capitol. I was a tour guide in Washington, D.C., another story for another day. But I'm like, you all go in. I've done this tour. I will stay out here and watch our bags. And while I'm sitting in the front of the Capitol, on the grass, hanging out in the, the heat of the end of May, June, beginning of June time in D.C., I start not feeling well. So I guzzle down a Gatorade. I guzzle down another one. And I'm like, I am going to pass out. And so I go to this woman who's doing something similar, watching the bags of our group. And I'm like, I need to go inside. Something's wrong please watch these bags. And she's like, absolutely. I go inside and I, I apparently stumble and I pass out in the United States Capitol on our fifth grade end of year field trip. And I woke up in some form of infirmary. I don't know. You know, the Capitol Police rushed to find, quote unquote, my husband. They're like, do you know, Kelly, your wife is in... Uh, the infirmary. We were not married. Also, we did not disclose our relationship to our students. So they were like, our students were apparently so confused. Um, but anyway, I was sent to the hospital um, and was in the hospital for a day. And then I luckily had one of my best friends who happened to be one of my bridesmaids in my future wedding um, 
come to the hospital, get me, stay with me, and then take care of me. And I joke, but not so much. I actually was in the hospital um, for this fifth grade field trip. And it, I, I jokingly say, like, it took me passing out in the United States Capitol to decide that it was time to change careers and move on from teaching. It should never, ever take somebody to be so sick that they have to leave. It should never take, this job should never make people so sick that they have to leave. Yet I know it happens day in and day out, week after week, month after month, year after year. And we are losing phenomenal people. Like I am not one to toot my own horn, but I was a really good teacher. I mean, I had my faults and there is a book that I am writing that's going to be coming up in the, out in the next few months that is going to show you that I definitely had my faults. Definitely. But I could get teach kids to learn. And I worked my butt off doing that to the expense of my body, finally breaking down. And I made the very difficult decision to leave. And in retrospect, it was the right decision for me. Um, it brought me to where I am now. And I hate, though, that that's what it took, me passing out in the United States Capitol. And so with this journey and with this story, this podcast is here for you, educators, teachers, to never have to get to that point because nobody deserves to be so sick that they can't do a job that they love. And so as I am here for you to rekindle that fire, that energy, I want you to know that all of these lessons I have learned since 2002 as a teacher, a teacher coach, a director of an educational nonprofit, as a school administrator, I want you to know that I am here for you because I know that there are ways to never have to get to that point. And there are better ways to work through that than to work harder. And so thank you for letting me share with you my story. I am excited to have this be the story that kicks us off and hope that it invests you in what is to come, knowing that this podcast is here for you. And there is going to be tears and joy and probably some, some hesitancy of like, oh my gosh, can I do this? Yes. And we're going to do this together. And we are going to build a community that supports teachers and educators. And I am so excited. And and I can't even tell you deeply honored to be able to share this platform with you in support of your amazing work because educators are so much to this, this world. And the better we take care of ourselves, the better we ensure that other people are taking care of us, the more we're going to be able to do for education, the more we're going to be able to do for our future, which are our students. And I'm so excited to be able to do this with you. So all the passion within, I cannot wait to start this journey with you. Um, direct message me if you have questions, if there's topics that you are, there are topics that you want to discuss, know that we have already four episodes recorded as of 
this, if not more when this actually publishes, but bottom line is we are going to have an amazing time building our capacity, building our agency and becoming better for the state of education. All right. I can't wait to share more and I hope you have an amazing week. Don't forget to sign up for our Teacher Renewed community on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram at teacher underscore renewed, as well as sign up for my newsletter to be a part of a community that is working to collectively to support educators and make education better.